Welcome to Wild Ideas Worth Living, a show where we talk to experts who've taken a wild idea and made it a reality so you can too. From people who have sailed around the world to those who've started thriving businesses and even broken records, some of the wildest ideas can lead to the most rewarding adventures. I'm your host, Shelby Stanger, and I hope you enjoy this show. This is episode 33 with Hike It Baby founder, Shanti Hodges. This episode was brought to you by Danner. Since 1932, Danner has been crafting high-quality, durable boots built to endure the harshest climates. I wore Danner boots hiking all over Yosemite, and they held up great and looked amazing. One of their best new styles is the Mountain 600. Danner partnered with Vibram to create a classically styled shoe with lightweight innovation and extreme durability. I also love the Mountain Light Cascade. It's the boot worn for the movie Wild, which documents Cheryl Strait's epic journey along the Pacific Crest Trail. Danner makes boots for the U.S. military, and since the 1930s, they've proudly made boots in the USA in their Oregon factory. They also have one of the best taglines ever, the original outsider. If you have a wild idea worth living and you need a good boot to do it in, check out Danner. You can find some of the best Danner styles, including the Mountain Light and the Mountain 600 at REI and REI.com. This episode was also brought to you by HDX Hydration Mix. Like you, I'm an active person. I love sports drinks, but many of them have a lot of weird stuff inside of them. That's why I like HDX Mix. Not only do they use stevia and natural sweeteners, but there's no caffeine, no junk, and it has all the electrolytes, vitamins, amino acids, and minerals to stay hydrated and going all day long, whether you're surfing, running, or even producing podcast episodes. There's only one flavor, it's berry, and it tastes amazing. Besides being low in sugar, it comes in a tiny pouch, not a plastic bottle. So all you have to do is add it to your own water and your own reusable bottle, minimizing your impact and not adding to plastic pollution. You can even stuff it in your pocket or in your wetsuit during long surf trips or run. It's super easy to carry. It's lightweight. It's the healthy, eco-friendly hydration drink. You can check them out at hdxmix.com. That's H as in happy, D as in delightful, X as in x-ray, mix.com. Shanti Hodges is a journalist, a writer, and a mom who started a community called Hike It Baby. Today, Hike It Baby is responsible for helping bring families and their kids on about 3,000 hikes a month in over 330 cities. They only started a few years ago, and they've grown rapidly. We talk about how they did it, tactics on what it takes to start a movement and how you can do it too, why nature is so good for babies and adults, and why Facebook personally called up Shanti and invited her to their HQ very recently. I've known Shanti since I was in my early 20s. She's a great storyteller, and she gives a lot of gems of advice. I hope you enjoy this show. All right, today we have on Shanti Sosienski, one of my favorite humans in the world. Such an amazing person. Shanti, welcome to the show. Thank you, Shelby. It's nice to talk to you again. So we should probably just say how, how we met. I think I'm, I was a young journalist. No, I wasn't a journalist. I was working in a cube at PacSun, and I was like, I'd given up yeah. journalism. And you were doing it, and yeah. we, we first talked then. 
that was yeah and I told you you should go for it it's it's really hard work and it's really rewarding in a lot of ways a lot of fun but it is hard work so then I ended up not going for it right then just doing it on the side and working for vans and then I eventually went for it at the most wonderful time to be a journalist at the height of the recession Yeah, a perfect time. Perfect time. Yeah. So let's talk about you. Hike it, baby. You've got 3,000 hikes a month. I mean, that's that's more than probably the Sierra Club. That's incredible. Yeah. <laughs> for, for people who just um, don't know what it is, could you maybe just quickly tell us what it what it is and then how how you started it? Yeah, I mean, it's it's a really funny story because I went to a, I had a child at 40. I, I sort of hadn't really planned to have kids. And all of a sudden, I'm like, hey, I'm having a baby. So most of my kids, my friends didn't have kids or they were already grown up. So I kind of found myself all of a sudden, like realizing I was going to have to make a whole new group of friends. And I kind of, I lived in a new city. I was, I'd moved to Portland. I'd only been there a year. So um, yeah, I was looking for a way to make friends. And I went to a new mama group, which is kind of what you do when you have a baby. It's just that thing. And, and it just felt like, but it was like we were sitting inside in a room in the middle of July and I was, there wasn't even a window. And I, I just went, God, I just want to go outside and walk around. And so I invited women from that group because they don't want to meet me next week at this park and and I didn't think anyone would really come I, I thought maybe one person would show up and five women showed up the first week and then like 11 the next week and then like 17 the week after and it just like exploded overnight so I built a little website and a newsletter I started a Facebook group someone said oh you know you should throw this up on a Facebook group too and I was like oh yeah you know I thought news site newsletter website would be enough um, but Facebook group blew up really quickly. And within a year, we had a thousand families and we had people sending in hikes to me from around Portland and they would, I would post them in a calendar and people would just show up. So like, for example, January 2nd or 3rd or something, was like 30 degrees. And I thought, oh, I'm just going to throw up a hike and nobody's going to come. I threw it up the night before and 15 families showed up and I wow. up in 30 degrees with all babies and little kids, like toddlers and babies and I just like that was January 2014 and my son was about six months old and I just was like wow this is really something people need and people want to connect in nature with each other with little kids um in general when uh, children are are are, you know there's lots of outdoor things for kids there's outdoor school and trackers and boy scouts and all these really amazing programs to get children you know every kid in the park fourth graders get free passes there's all these programs for older kids but there just is not much focus on babies. And it's because I'm realizing babies don't talk. They don't tell you they need nature, but they need it more than anyone. So that's how it all started. Wow. So how did you go from, actually, I want to back up. You were a print journalist before. Can you just briefly tell us, I mean, I know what you did, but maybe. Yeah. So um, I I probably got like 20, 20 plus years in the outdoors industry. um, First working at Men's Journal in the 90s. Um, and then I ended up at Transworld Snowboarding. Um, I, I did a little stint at Newsweek, uh, just as a total grunt worker. Um, but I really got to see the magazine world print. And then by 96, I was working in online magazines, which was really, really early. So I had saw the print world. I saw the online world. And I had some experience with TV production. And so I really, I just was a media person. I loved all media. Um, I tended to gravitate a lot towards online. So I really learned a lot about the guts of building websites and graphic design and all that kind of stuff too. So, um, and I've always been fascinated with radio, um, you know, podcasting, all, all of it. It's just like media to me was who I was. And I love sharing people's stories. So that's, that's how I kind of got into all this. But always my beat has been the outdoors. And whether it was paragliding in the Andes with a Red Bull crew or 
um, you know, doing an adventure trip to Africa for a, you know, for the advocate, which was a gay magazine from LA. I mean, I was like, I did all kinds of random stories, like, um, and I just loved the outdoors beat. I think what's so interesting is you've used technology to bring people together in person. So I want to talk yeah. about that because that's something I've been struggling with. Like I was getting sick of just writing for magazines because it limited me on word count and the conversations felt really short. These feel mm -hmm. more in depth. And, and what I really want to do is take wild ideas worth living live. And you've done that with Hike It Baby. You've gotten so many people together. So can you just talk a little bit about how you've used technology to get people in person, live in nature, outside of their phones and computers? Yeah, I mean, the thing about Hike It Baby is we have like over 200,000 families participating across the world in nine countries and 330 Facebook groups. And Holy so that's, that's pretty intense. And it's, you know, but it's still like we do. Have, I have people all the time that are like, oh, yeah, I'm part of Hike It Baby, but I only like I only am on the, the Facebook group. And I just like I see pictures up and that inspires me. And I'm like, great. So there's many different levels. You have to understand that everybody's family dynamic, what they're comfortable with is all different. The thing that I'm focusing on is if we get people outdoors, no matter whether they do it with Hike It Baby or do it on their own, we're just supposed to be a catalyst. And with Hike It Baby, we, we, it's really important that we have these Facebook groups, but they're not, it does not make up who we are. We also are a huge resource because we have this incredible blog with all kinds of stories on like how to deal with ticks and mosquitoes. And, you know, these are things you don't think about necessarily because like mosquitoes and repellents, you don't want to put them on a brand new baby. So we really can be a resource through the blog, which is awesome. And then we are a resource by having hikes every day that are crowdsourced. So you could go submit a hike and people will just show up. And it's a really comforting thing for a lot of new parents who are like, oh, I'm a little nervous to go to that trail. It's like 30 minutes from town. Or I don't know any trails in the city. Like, where? how do I find cool trails? Or like, I've discovered trails like right in Portland that I never knew existed through showing up at Hike at Baby Hike. So we're trying to pull people together in the real world because there is so much online right now. So, you know, everyone's so focused on, did people like my cool outdoorsy Instagram photo? And that's not real. That is not real. Like real is showing up at a hike when your kids threw up all over you and then spilled a smoothie on you and you're like totally disgusting and you're a hot mess. And then you show up and you see people and they're exactly the same hot mess as you, or they've got like hey, I've got a bunch of wipes in my car, I'll clean you up and then let's go for a hike. And then you feel so much better. So at the end of the day, a thousand Instagram likes will not make you happy or a better person or change your life. But showing up in person and finding really cool people to get outside with will not only change you, but also your child. Mm, I love that. And speaking of Facebook and Instagram, you were with Mark Zuckerberg recently. He invited you. Can you just <laughs> tell us how did you get that invite and what was it like? Yeah, that was nuts. So like there was this little thing on Facebook that said Facebook Community Summit coming up in like a couple months, apply here. And I was like, yeah, right. Like there's 62 million Facebook groups in the world. And um, so I decided to put up that or to just put an application in thinking out oh, whatever. And I asked all my my Hike It Baby crew, like I'm like, just, hey, you know, we have 600 branch ambassadors all over the world um, that are all volunteers for Hike It Baby. And so I asked everyone like, hey, you know, submit, you know, who knows, maybe Hike It Baby will get into this. And I didn't think anything of it. But they got so many submissions from us, like hundreds, that they called us up and I ended up on the phone with them. 
And they were like, tell us about what you guys are doing. This is insane. Like we got like 150 or 200 like submissions from you guys. Like there's no other group that wrote us like with 250 submissions. Like what, what, what is, how are you guys using Facebook? And so I talked to them on the phone and I was like, yeah, so I'll just send someone from my team to come to this thing. And they're like, no, we really think you should come. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm pretty busy right now. I'm writing a book. I have to run this huge organization. It's a huge nonprofit. And they're like, no, we really think you should come. And I'm like, okay. So I decided to go and um, two other of my admins went with me to help manage a lot of the branches. So we all met up in Chicago and they put us up for 48 hours or a little bit more than 48 hours, almost two and a half days. And we just got to know Facebook and we got to meet really their executive staff and talk to them. And we were one of 120 groups that were everything from like a group that does fancy nail art to a group from that's women from Africa, from all over the world, like from Nigeria. I'm sorry if Lola, I'm saying this wrong because she's probably going to listen to this. <laughs> um, but they're women and talking about their experience living outside of their country and supporting each other. So there's like all these different groups. There was a, gr- a group called Girls Love to Travel that was like uh, 300,000 women from around the world joining in and helping each other travel solo around the world. It was, it was amazing. So we got there and they just did all these. So Mark Zuckerberg came out and like he talked to us and we were in a room of like 300 people and he talked to us about what Facebook's trying to do and how Facebook's direction is now going to be all about how to build community and like use Facebook groups to build stronger, real in life person communities to support each other. So that was really exciting. And I'm still in conversations with them, which is awesome, which we're helping build out these tools so that groups like ours, movements can build stronger through Facebook. But I also like to point out to them that our website is a really critical part of who we are because it ties all of our pieces together it glues our, all of our communities all across the country and all across the world together. It also is a revenue stream for us because we charge a $10 a year membership. Um, and that helps us keep the organization going because we have many other things we want to do beyond just our Facebook groups. That's a very small piece of who we are as an organization. So that's incredible, Shanti. I, so how many people are involved in Hike It Baby today about what was that? Well, we, we're not sure. I mean, we have 40,000 people registered with us. Um, but, you know, as I said, there's a $10 membership and we clearly know because we have not made $10 per person for 40,000. A lot of people can, you can, you can come in for free if you just don't want to pay it. And there's a free option to just like, I don't want to pay it. Um, so we have about 40,000 families registered with us that, you know, we communicate with and, and it, it grows daily. Um, you know, so I think we add a few thousand, maybe a thousand people a month or so. Um, and yeah, and so I don't really know. We're doing, we have a new tool on our website, which is allowing people to check in. So we can actually start seeing exactly how many boots are on the trail every day in, in our world. Um, and yeah, I mean, we're, I have a goal of getting a million families on trail by 2020 that are registered with us and um, hiking or inspired by us and, and out with us. So, you know, we have 200,000 families registered with us through Facebook and 40,000 through our website. So it's a lot. And we're, we're reaching out to them. We have an awesome open rate on our newsletter because we're putting out so many interesting articles that are so, you know, relating to people with young children. So it's just, it's just different content than what's out there right now. That's, that's amazing. So if your kid is over five, can you still come or no? Yeah, yeah, totally. Like, so that's the thing. Hikey Baby is the entry point to getting you outside. So whatever that means, like if your kids are six, you can post like, Hey, I have a six year old, but I love this platform. I'd love to get people with six year olds together. Or I have a six year old and a a newborn. So that happens a lot. Like a lot of times we ask if you have older kids to have them lead the hike, to have them be the guy that picks the trail. So like my eight year old loves Tryon Creek and the suspended bridge. We're going to go do it. Toddlers. Welcome baby wearing. Welcome. 
you know, but I have a eight year old. So, you know, we're really open to just helping people find nature together. So, I mean, it is amazing how much you've grown this. How do you, how did you do it? Like, what were the three things you did to really take it from, you know, those few moms who showed up at that first hike to the 40,000 that show up all over the world today? Like, what were some of the tactics? I mean, really, the big thing was just consistency of, I just told people, when you start a hike at Baby Branch, we have a, we have a training that you do when you start a branch. So people actually sign up to get involved and run branches in their area and start in their cities. And we do a training with them online to just teach them how to run a successful community and how to be a leader. And that's the important part is like a big, a big thing is just like be consistent, like have one hike a week in your town that you do every week. So everyone can expect Wednesday at 10 a.m. There's going to be a hike in their town. And then someone also go, oh, I can't do Wednesdays. Can I put one up for Tuesday? And so it's just creating that consistency of something always happening that's really consistent that people can just put in their schedule, like library hour or swim lessons or soccer. But I guess, is, was there like a tipping point where it just all of a sudden, <laughs> Oh yeah. <laughs> what, what was that tipping point? Yeah. I mean, I think in the last few months, we've seen the tipping point where it's just like, it just hit critical mass where it was in so many cities that like now when I hand someone a card. I'll be in an airport, like I was just flying from Vancouver and, you know, I, or from Victoria and I, I'll hand someone a card in an airport and they're like, oh yeah, I'm part of Hikey Baby in XYZ City. And I'm like, no way. Or like I was on trail in Utah, like hiking at Moab or at Arches and I'm hiking up to Delicate Arch and I hand someone a card and that has a baby and they're like, oh no, I'm part of Hikey Baby Seattle. And I'm like, no way. That's so cool. <laughs> so I took a picture with them and then I'm walking along and I see another, another couple people and they're like, oh yeah, we're part of Hikey Baby in XYZ City. And I'm like, no way. So when you start handing cards to people and they're in it already, that's so cool. Like, that's like, oh, my God, it's happening. It's just spreading organically now because um, that's what it is. And it's great. I mean, it's really awesome for battling postpartum depression, for just making new friends and not have to, having to have awkward coffee dates with people you don't really know just because you have babies. Um, it's just to create that space and to get healthy and get outside. And it's not a workout. It's just about being there. It's not a got to hike you know, 10 miles to the top of a mountain. It's just like, Hey, let's just go out and then hang out in nature. And, and that's popular right now. I mean, part of it is we're hitting it at a right time when everything is happening. I mean, I'm just reading this amazing book by Florence. Oh, wait, I'll tell you about that later. Cause you're going to ask me about it. No, you can, um, you can talk about it. I'm, I'm reading, reading great books. Um, just, I mean, there's so much going on where nature, we are all recognizing that nature is pretty critical to like connection to nature is, is critical to the, to humans. And, you know, honestly, it's, I mean, one thing that's really, really important to note is that the first three years of a child's life are an incredible point of brain development. And if a child even is, starts with a really rough beginning, you can neutralize a lot of that. You can really fix a lot of that with nature. So, for example, you know, I have some friends that adopted a, a child that was from a drug addict mom, and she's now two, and they spend heaps of time hiking with her and um, just camping with her and just have her in nature. And she's two now, maybe no, she's three now. And she is just so incredible. And this is a, this is a child that, you know, started with as an addicted baby mm. and nature, they really feel like nature has helped heal. It's been a big part of her healing, you know? So, so like, you know, nature is, it, it's so important. Um, and, I just, I hope that Hike It Baby can become, like, we can help figure out how to fund, because funding is our biggest problem, because we've grown so fast, um, how to fund just encouraging more um, 
nonprofits that already exist, groups that already exist, um, getting them to get women with small children out into nature, even just for walks and parks. I mean, there's just such a dramatic difference that we'll make in our life, in their health, in their mental health, in their friendships, in their connection to other people for both them and their children. What is a, what have you learned from starting a community? Like what are some of the biggest lessons you've learned? Um, God, starting a community is that, that like for me this last four years, I feel like not that my life was a train wreck, but I just felt like I wasn't grounded and I had, I, I didn't know what my purpose was on the planet and helping build a movement gave me, showed me that, you know, one person can make a really dramatic difference in many people's lives and can, with a very small act of just like throwing up a website and encouraging people to do something or for all the people that I see that have joined in with Heidi Baby and are helping grow it and build it. Like we've all found so much purpose and there's just so much reward in, in getting emails every single day of the week. We get in tons of emails and we get posts on Facebook saying, I hate the baby community saved my life. It changed who I am. It's, it gave me so much strength, so much courage, so much, so much uh, like a desire to live, to really get out there, to step outside of your comfort zone and try new things. Um, I mean, we literally have had people do career changes as a result of getting involved with Hike a Baby mm. because they found passion. They found passion in the outdoors. They found passion in writing for our blog or, or in helping manage groups of people, helping organize events. Um, being part of a nonprofit. I mean, so it's, it's really cool. Like it gave me direction and it gave, it showed me that my movement building is really hard. I mean, four years of working my ass off and making like no money has been really, um, but I really, a long time ago, I decided in the beginning, I was like, Oh, cool. I want to start this hike club and maybe I can make this my job and I can make some money. And it's really hard to sell hiking. Hiking is free. And so it's really hard to explain to people there is an infrastructure and we, you need to, we need people to pay into the organization to keep this going and keep it a community thing. Because a lot of times hike groups start up and they just die after your kids age up. Mm. Busy. And so the idea was to create something that is longstanding that people can pick up for years and years and years, you know, that, that is here down the road. That is an advocacy group for helping getting families on trail. So it's been a hard, hard task you know, but I've, I, and movement building is very hard, but I know this is what I'm supposed to be doing. Yeah, and I hope that I can use what I'm learning to help lots of other movements build and grow and find the tools and understand the technology. Cause I had a great technology background. So I knew what I was getting into when I was building all this. There's so much I want to ask you. I mean, I think it's just so incredible what <laughs> you've started and, and it's impressive because you are changing lives. I have no doubt that people quit their jobs. I mean, just teaching surfing, I have women quit their jobs all the time, divorce their husbands, get new husbands. But I think your background, <laughs> it's true. And I'm sure that's going to happen. Well, maybe not divorce their husbands with Hike It Baby. But I imagine that, you know, being in nature can be very cathartic for so many people. But your background in technology helped. I'm sure, I mean, did you do press releases for this? Because you've gotten a lot of press. You have a legit website. You have bookkeepers. You have lawyers. Like, your operation is really legit. So I know making money is hard, but I still don't understand, like, how did you do it? Because it's only three years in and it it's incredibly dialed. Yeah. I mean, because we have so many volunteers and so many people that understand that we're not, we're all not doing this to make money. I mean, literally, I mean, I make $12 an hour. So that's what I make. <laughs> and that's a really, uh, 
painful after going from, you know, 80 to a hundred dollars an hour for most of my jobs and, you know, or writing a magazine article for $3,000. Like, and then I'm like, yeah, I did that six blogs for free. <laughs> um, and, and I don't like, I don't get paid to write blogs. For example, I, I get paid for legitimate, like being an executive director work. So I even volunteer many hours of my time to the organization side of <laughs> that. Oh, that doesn't count in the, the hours. I'm being so, so we don't, we don't really make money, but we've all understood that like, you know, we're hoping eventually we'll have true living wage salaries. Um, we're not looking for huge salaries, but, um, but it's important. We realized at a certain point in the last year that we had to start paying our people who are working at especially the highest level because other, everyone was burning out and it was really hard because what was happening is we were all paying, like I was, my childcare bills were getting bigger and bigger. And like, suddenly I was actually paying to work on high tip baby. Like it was one thing when it was just sort of like a free fun club, but, but, but then it got to the point where I'm like, and then paying for 40 hours a week of childcare. And I was like, this is insane. Like, I can't, I can't do this. Like, this isn't appropriate for my family. Um, we can't afford this. So, um, so we had to sort of hit a point where we had to accept that as much as we wanted to be this free little fun club, we weren't a club anymore. We were a huge nonprofit and running a massive organization with a huge website that's very tech intense. Um, a lot of people don't understand what that means, but our website, um, we're, working on gathering data that can be used to really figure out how to build parks that are safe and, and opening open for young families. Cause you know, things that you don't think about like a new mom that's just had a baby three weeks or a month or two months ago, she can't walk a mile into the park to sit at a nursing bench and nurse her kid. Like a mile is probably too far for her. She's exhausted. She's just like pumped out a baby. It's like <laughs> you got the Grand Canyon between your legs there now. <laughs> it's exhausting. <laughs> so you're like, and you're, you're just so tired. And like, I know it sounds crazy, but just sitting there nursing is exhausting. So literally when I first had Mason, I could walk like probably like a 10 block distance and I had to sit down. I was so tired. And so, and then, and then he would start crying and then I'd have to nurse. And then I was all awkward because I didn't know how to do that. So then I had to sit down and sit somewhere and you can sit on the ground or sit on a stump, but like, it's really nice that there's a bench right there. So that's our goal is to like find the parks across America and create this trail network system where, you know, you can actually find a great place to go when you're a new parent, when you have young kids that you feel really comfortable and safe with your kids running wild. So, yeah. Is that, is that why, no, this isn't, Shanti, you're an awesome interview. Thank you. Um, I appreciate that you shared about money. I think a lot of people who start movements, you know, I've, I've had two guests who've started really big movements. One is Brogan Graham, who does the November project. The other is Grant Trebelko, who's started One Wave is All It Takes, and they surf in fluorescent colors on Fridays in Australia and now all over the world to raise awareness about mental health. And one of the things I think they're doing is, um, you know, to make money is they either have a corporate sponsor or they do speaking gigs and they're writing books. So I'm curious, what is this book you're writing? So I'm writing a book that came to me and was like, hey, we this, this editor, she's like, I, I'm part of Hikey Baby in Connecticut. I think it's amazing. I want you to do a book for us. And I was just like, okay, I have no time. And so I can't do that. And she's like, I'll write your book proposal and you just fill in the blanks. And I'm like, oh, wow. Okay, what? Right. Sure. Awesome. You know, and I'm not thinking, I'm not thinking at all that this is going to happen. I'm just like, whatever, like I'm so busy right now. Okay. But this is cool. This is cool. So, and we put it together and she and I, we worked together. Great. I mean, she's been awesome. And so, and yeah, and then it just sort of started coming together and I sort of pitched back to her, like what I envision is like 
crowdsourcing this from my community and asking everyone, what are your favorite, like they wanted me to put something together that could get people out onto the trail through a book. And so it's called Hike It Baby Across the U.S., 100 Adventures with Toddlers and Babies. And so it's, it's me reaching out to my community, asking them a bunch of questions. They send in a, a spot and why they think it's a Hike It Baby friendly trail and it can be an overnight trail, a week long trip, you know, whatever, what adventure they're sending in. And I've gotten some pretty off the wall ones that I'm like, yeah, it's not really like, Hey, here's a water park. And da, da, da. I'm like, no, um, which is, I know that's what they love doing. And maybe they're, they're in a really hot place and water parks are great, but that's like, this needs to still have a sense of adventure and a sense of like taking you out of uh, a civilization where everything is kind of man- manicured and perfect. And stuff. Not that, you know, you go into national parks and they can be pretty manicured, <laughs> but um, like, you know, I remember hiking at uh, Rocky Mountain. And like my husband and I were laughing about like just that ever like there was perfect stones lining every path where it's like, well, I guess we're in nature, but I mean it is. You're still out there. And you know, you do have to take a bear locker when you go out in the backcountry because you could get eaten by a bear. Um, so that is nature. But um, but yeah, so really trying to get families out there. Um the so I'm really excited about this because one of the big issues is as a new parent, you often like in the, like young kids, two year old, like say you have a three year old and a one year old, like you go to a campground and it can be like really noisy and a lot going on and just too much and lots of cliff drop offs and you're constantly nervous and cars are zipping by. So how do you find those safe spaces that you really can go and let your family run wild and be free? Um, and so that's a big part of what this book is about. And then also just like, if you've never really been a nature person and you suddenly like feel this draw to nature, like how do you get started? Like, how, what do you do to get out there? What does it take? Um, and so just, you know, little, some little tip stuff, but mainly just this guide that it's been put together by hiking baby families telling me their favorite adventures. And then me putting together the, the picking through them, doing further research on them, and then writing up these adventures, and then crediting those families and being like, you know, this fam- this hike was submitted by the XYZ family of San Francisco. Cool. Um, so that they kind of like were the approval of this hike. They were the approvers. And then, you know, some photos from them, and then sourcing some other photos from some of our photographers. So it's, it's a collaborative project, which is really cool, because it's, it's going to be, and it's full color, which is really exciting. But it's going to be, it's an easy book to write. I mean, I'm able to to work through it pretty quickly here. Um, and it'll be out May, 2018. Wow. You've written a book before we're though. Talk, we're, we're talking about it. Yeah. Yeah. It's easy. No, I mean, I have, but this is really different. It feels really close to my heart and, <clears throat> and, and feels really usable for me. Like I'm actually reading these pitches, like these pieces that come in or they're not in pieces. They send me like, I haven't filled out a questionnaire. I'm reading them and I'm like, and I start Googling the place. I'm like, I want to go there. I want to go there. I want to go there. And so like, I'm discovering all these places as well, which is so exciting. So now I'm actually hoping next year that I can do a three-month trip in an RV, um, looking for an RV sponsor, um, in an RV with my husband and child, my son, and we are going to travel around to a bunch of these locations and actually do book readings in those places in the parks cool. and, and the trails and have invite Hike Baby families and beyond and to come join us can as we're out there. So I'm excited. a van or does it have to be an RV? It could be a van. No, we're, we're down with whatever. We're super flexible. My husband and I are like, you know, we, we, we've often talked about just like, we don't want to do van life, but we've often talked about like, what if we just sold everything right now and just kind of like moved into a van or, you know, travel around. We have so many friends all across the country. Sometimes I feel like we could literally live from city to city, no problem. Just like hanging out with people for a month. Um, and our families live all over the place too. So, um, 
But, um, you know, that's the other thing with Hike It Baby that's been awesome is I've actually, last year I did 30 hikes in 30 days in 16 cities and traveled around with Mason. And um, it was amazing. And I stopped and stayed in literally, I had a, a truck with a camper on it and Mason and I did it solo. And we would like stay in people's driveways all across. We wow. went through Colorado, Wyoming, Utah, we were in we were everywhere. We were all over California, Oregon, Washington, Idaho. And we, like, literally we were like, and we would have you in rooms at their houses. And Mason's like, no, I want to sleep in a truck. That's my home. Okay. Oh, cool. So, and then we are, we are looking, we are talking to the publisher about, so that, that hopefully we'll do that May, June, July next year. And then we're talking to them about even maybe moving into a second book here. So I'm going to, not even going to tell you guys about this. It's really exciting because it'll involve cities and nature. So um, yeah, so I'm, I'm hoping that this actually can become a series where then maybe we end up doing it in different countries and you know, hike it maybe around the world. And I love it. Yeah, so there's a lot, a lot of cool stuff I think about it. And that's, that's where I'm looking to make my money, honestly, is I don't really want to take from hike it maybe the organization, the nonprofit, because it really needs every penny to survive because it's growing so fast and it's so, so volunteer intense you know we really we give away heaps of free stuff to our volunteers that's how we do a lot of it is we work with a lot of companies to get free products to give to our volunteers because they're they're putting in countless hours and getting so many people in their communities on trail i mean one woman this woman nicole she did uh a teddy bear hunt and we do this thing called we're going on a bear hunt we read that book which is a really cute english book you should read it um, and it's about going and finding a bear in a cave and like the family going over things and under things and through forests and, you know, going on a bear hunt. So we do a bear hunt and then we hide 200 teddy bears or so in the woods and have kids go find them. And Nicole had, um, 250 families show up. I mean, it was 250, it was a lot for wow. a bear hunt in Charleston. So, I mean, that's the kind of stuff we're doing where we're bringing hundreds of people together for these really fun outdoor adventures. And, and you know, we do scavenger hunts. We try and not make everything too gimmicky, but it is fun to do the occasional scavenger hunt or, you know, some kind of thing that'll really get a toddler excited about discovering nature. That sounds so fun. And I'm just, unfortunately, in my mind, because I don't have kids, is thinking like, how cool would that be for adults? And then you like hide glasses of wine or, I don't know. <laughs> That's oh, where, totally could. That's where totally my could. mind well, went. We, well, so here's here's what we did with adults. So we did we we in Portland we would everyone's really into beer. So there's a lot of microbreweries, but also people brew their own. So we had a bunch of dads that brewed their own, bring them. I'm not gonna say which park so we don't get in trouble, but um we brought them to this really cool park that we love going to and we hid the microbrew beer jugs around the trail. We made them a treasure map and we had little shot glasses, like little plastic shot glasses, and they would swig beer at each like treasure mark when they found their treasure oh, and so they tried funny. different microbrew beers and did a dad hike and that was a really really fun hike and and that's the kind of stuff that's just like like be creative like you don't like hiking doesn't have to mean you get out there and you're like banging out the miles it just means like getting out in nature and picking up some fun stuff to do so if people are you know not into nature what what are some tactics that they can take to start getting more into nature now like what do you tell people who are just full city slickers? Um, you know, we actually have a branch in um, Manhattan. Wow. <laughs> Thank you, baby, Manhattan. Um, we're all over New Jersey. Um, so we are in a lot of cities. Um, we haven't been that successful in Chicago or LA. I think just because they're such huge cities and it's so hard to negotiate and get around them. But even still, we encourage people like Manhattan, like meet in a park and just hang out. Read books like on a rainy, crappy day in the middle of the winter in Oregon. It's not that awesome to go 
hike in like a major torrential downpour. We do it. If you're really not feeling it that day, meet up in a coffee shop and bring cool nature books to read to the kids. Like hmm. nature can start in small ways and small doses. It doesn't have to be, you know, going on a huge adventure. So, you know, we really look at hike it, baby. We redefined what hike means. Hike means getting out into nature with your kids or helping and introduce nature to your kids. So that's what hike it, baby is about. I could see how LA would be hard just because it's really hard to to drive to hikes. I mean, you could do beach walks pretty easily, but yeah, it's well, a different market. So, yeah. So Julia, who was running Hike It Baby in LA, she was one of the very first branches to start up because she was a friend of mine on Facebook and she saw it and she's like, Shanti, this is so awesome. I have a kid, you know, my kid's a year and a half older than your kid, but this is amazing. So she started with her two-year-old. And at that point, Hike It Baby was really like a bunch of people with six months old. Um, and I was like, yeah, go for it. And she was leading hikes in the Venice canals and they were awesome. And I know the Venice canals really well. And that is amazing. Like, there's so much to be had in nature. And, and that's the thing. Like, nature to a two-year-old is really different than us. Like, just a few weeks ago, I was in Vancouver, B.C., with my son, Mason, and my husband. We're walking down the street. And Mason just dead-stopped in the street. And he wouldn't move. And I was like, what the heck? We're on the sidewalk. And I'm just like, we got to go. We're, we're, we got to get home. I'm hungry. Let's go. And he just, like, stopped. And he was mesmerized. And I look at what he's looking at. And he's looking at this water fountain. And I'm just thinking, like, okay, so it's a water fountain. Yay, let's go. Mommy. He's like, look at the beautiful waterfall. And I'm like, okay. So he's like, look at the colors of that waterfall. And it had, like, color light changing. He's like, I love waterfalls. And I was like, wow. Like, I remember that in a three-year-old mind, three at the time, um, a three-year-old mind, he – we don't, we, nature is very, like, she, that's what he affiliates, like, a, a fountain with is a waterfall, because he's listening to the sound of it, of it flowing. He's looking at water spilling down. And so nature is all around you, if you stop. And in that same city in Vancouver, a few days later, I was thinking about that. I was walking to this conference, which was called the Children in Nature Network Conference. So it's all about getting children into nature. And, um, so it was really, uh, it was really amazing. I'm walking to the conference and I just, I was alone at that point, And I just paused on the street because there was this huge fountain again. And I thought about that experience I'd had with Mason the day before. And the fountain was set up where you could actually step out onto this little, little spot. And I stepped out onto it and closed my eyes and there was just water rushing all around me. And it blocked the way they had had it set up. It blocks out all the sound of the city. And you feel like you're in the middle of a waterfall. And I'm just like, wow, this is so crazy. Like, I'm in the middle of, like, a huge city with sirens and cars and things zipping by me. And I'm standing in the middle of a waterfall. And so nature is everywhere if you take a moment to just slow down and look for it. That's so cool. Mason sounds like the best kid. You know, a few weeks ago when we had our pre-call, you talked to me about being a mom and how it's just made you such an incredible person because you have this – other little person to think about. So I practiced the other day. I was like, okay, I'm going to imagine my life if I had a kid. And I just was like, wow, I, there's a lot of things I'd do that I wouldn't do if there was a little kid in the room. But this probably sounds really weird on the podcast. <laughs> no, like I know like not eating in front of the, the refrigerator, you know, out of the ice cream bowl. Like I probably would put it in a bowl and like eat it like a civilized human. No, no, I think you totally wouldn't. Like I say, my favorite dinner is cheddar bunnies off the floor and a glass of wine. Oh, that's so funny. No, but it's great. I mean, you've become, it's it's just awesome to see you. You know, what what have you learned? I guess what are three things you've learned from being a mom that's really changed your life? Oh, man, that just your patience gets tested. Wow. Like, 
you just, you just have to breathe a lot and like, just put yourself in check. Cause it's so easy to just be like, Oh my God, I'm going to strangle you child. Um, it's, it's really intense to how, you know, you have this little human. that's like, no, 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 we're going to do it this way. And you're like, no, we're going to do it this way. And they're like, uh, uh-uh, we're going to, it's really, it's hard. So you really learn a lot of patience. Um, you really learn a lot. You start caring a lot more about the planet. You care more about your impact what you're showing you see your child repeat things you do and you're like oh that's not good like that you know why why did he throw that piece of paper down did I do something where I threw something down and it gave him you know you start thinking a lot more about the world so I think you gain a huge awareness and um like for me I just became a kinder person Mm. like I just feel like I, I don't know. I like myself so much more now as a person with a child. Like I just have, I've literally reached out to people and apologized to them for just horrendous behavior um, in my past because I was just like, you know, I just, I did not have any self-awareness and, and a lot. So I think a lot of that came from having a child and just really, <laughs> so that's, that, and I think you just learn more about yourself, more about the planet and more about your relationships with other people. Mm, I have so much respect for all the moms out there in the world. Do you have any routines, rituals, things that you do just to make life easier, go more smoothly that you do every day? Yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, whenever I want to go on a hike, you have to be really careful to like, or do something the next day with your kids, set everything else up the night before, no matter how exhausted I am, I will literally like set my alarm for one in the morning, wake up, do those things and go back to bed. If I like fall asleep with Mason or something, because you have to be ready for whatever's going to come the next day because for sure, if you have like an 8 a.m., 9 a.m. hike planned, for sure, he's going to like totally have a giant poop blowout and you're going to be covered in poop. And I would say the S word. But I don't know if you use that. <laughs> and you're like sitting there head to toe in poop and you're like, oh, I didn't pack the car. Oh, just forget it. But if your car is packed, you're like, okay, I got to clean up poop. And then I have to, you know, so you, you can, you, you just think you expect things to happen and go down. So you just, you just, you got to plan the night before. So that's the big, the big thing. Like, get yourself ready early because something will always go wrong. That's great advice. What about, what about just advice on, on how you work? You mean like how to do work when you have a kid? Yeah. Or just how you get so much. I mean, you have a nonprofit. You work probably insane hours. hours. Um, Yeah. I mean, I actually, my new thing lately, because your kid will shift in the way, like sometimes they're totally day sleepers. Like when they're babies, they just sleep all the time in the day and then they are up all night maybe. But so they keep shifting. So you have to shift with their pattern. So right now Mason just like refuses to go to sleep without me. So I just have been trying to like, okay, I'm going to go to bed at nine o'clock, but I will wake up at like four in the morning and start working because Mm. you know, I went to bed at nine o'clock with him. Um, So, so yeah, I mean, you just sort of shift how, you know, when you can work, how you can work. And I think, the really hard thing for some people is you do have to check your kid into childcare some and have some support because it's really hard to work with a kid around like you just to have really effective work happen. Um, and you, you plan your, I mean, I plan my life in 15 minute blocks now, <laughs> like, okay, 15 minutes to do this. I've got 15 minutes to do that. And you have to just, you, you know, you, you leave a lot of the noise behind, get rid of the social media. Like I'm been thinking a lot about this the last week, just like I spent so much time on social media and I really actually, I think it's time for me to start checking out of that a little bit because it, I really don't care if people like me or not. Like 10,000 likes on Facebook is not affecting my life. It's not going to make me a better person or improve anything going on in my life. So, you know, really look for what's important and focus on those things. Um, and like the big change I'm going to try and make in my life in the next few weeks, um, I downloaded an app called Moments and it shows me how many times I clicked on my 
my social media and my my phone a day. And I'm looking at that and deciding to really put put my phone away more and and be with Mason because he's at the stage now where he's like, "Mommy, put your phone down. Put your phone down." So I mean, that's clear. He's saying that to me. That's pretty clear. Like, put it Good away. Good for Mason. So it's called Moments. Moments. Yeah, it's like it's like a little app that you can download. I heard about it on the Minimalist. <laughs> I love their podcast. Yeah, they're great. Um, and I'm like, that's sweet. And it was a good idea. And they talk a lot about getting rid of social media. And, and you don't need to totally tap out of it. I mean, hey, I love my Instagram. I love, oh, my Instagram is at Shanti SOS or at Hike It Baby. But I want people to follow my Instagram. Um, but yeah, so, it, you know, so I love I love Instagram. I love showing people snippets of my life. Um, but that's another thing, too. You know, as you become a more public person, you got to, like, really reel in your social media and, like, really like I have to like decide is it really worth it for me to put that up because I'm going to probably get so much flack from someone on one side or the other of that discussion like you know, whether it's politics or you know black mm. lives matter or you know I just I can't is it worth it for me to waste hours and hours going into things if I put it up on social media like and having to justify myself I mean I told you once like I put up a picture of Mason in his car seat and how he backed out after a hike and I got like 10 emails did you know his car seat was buckled wrong I was just like, oh, my God, are you kidding me? Like, that was not the point of that photo. And so that's when I became, and I was, in, and, and his was even crazier. I wasn't even in Portland. I was in Alaska, and I posted it. And, like, people all over were, like, writing me and telling me, you know, Mesa's car seat was not buckled correctly. <laughs> but, man. Yeah. So the, the mommy judgment is really intense, and I just don't go there. I don't do it. Like, you know, if someone tries to engage me in it, and they, people try all the time to get me, pull me into it. And I'm just like, yeah. I mean, maybe it helps that I'm 45 and I don't really care. <laughs> like, I, I, I think if I had been 35, like, I was, I cared so much what people thought of me in my 20s. I was so self-conscious in my 20s and 30s. And in my 40s, I'm just like, yeah, if you don't like me, yeah, that's okay. We don't need to be friends. Um, you know, I have enough friends <laughs> and if you're on social media with me, you're probably not, you're not my friend. Like <laughs> it's not, that's not a way I do care of my friends. My friends are people I call and I spend time with, you know? So just getting real clear on, you know, social media is a, needs to not be affect you. It's not worth it. It doesn't matter. Mm, love this. Thank you, Shanti, for sharing this. Really appreciate it. I actually just hired a social media person because I have to do it for the podcast to keep growing, but I don't want to do it anymore. So someone else is going to do it. Yeah, no, it's it's exhausting. Like, you know, I mean, I'm starting to try and really put up things that really matter to me. Like yesterday I posted about a photo of my um, dad and all his friends building like one of our little hippie houses I grew up in. And we didn't call them tiny homes then. They were just our house and what we could afford with the money we had because we didn't have any money. And so, you know, I just was laughing about like, that that picture will probably make it spread all over the tiny home world <laughs> because it was this tiny little home that we built that we lived in. It was a shack. So, <laughs> there was one room and we had two beds in it. Bunk beds. My parents were on the bottom bunk bed and I was on the top bunk bed. <laughs> wow, that was your upbringing. You know? I am kind of curious about your upbringing. I've never really asked you about <laughs> it. I mean, your name is, is Shanti. Were your parents Total yogis? Hippie name. Hippies. Shanti so, means light. Energy. Shanti means peace. Peace. It means peace, and it's like it's it's, it's Indian. It's East Indian, so it's so funny. Whenever I meet anyone Indian, they're like, "Oh my God, do you know what your name means?" I'm like, "Yeah, <laughs> my whole life." But um, but yeah, and I, I mean, it, it really um, it's you know, I I was brought up. I was born in Canada because my parents were actually draft dodgers and grew up on a piece of land um up in first on Hornby Island and Vancouver Island, and then. We were in Lund for a little bit on the mainland, and then we headed over to Grand Forks and eventually ended up near Nelson, D.C. 
so that was my first like five, six, seven years. But then my mom moved to Eugene and left my mom and dad split up and mom moved to Eugene, but they stayed really good friends. And so we were back and forth between Eugene and outside of Nelson, BC. So they were both pretty like hippie meshkos. So, you know, a lot of freedom, a lot of creativity. Like it's interesting. Most everyone from my place where I grew up in BC and in Oregon, almost all of them left our hometown and live in other cities, like are, and are, are doing incredible things. Like I, can't even tell you how many friends I grew up with that are just like blowing the world up. And it's so awesome to have been raised in this environment where our parents taught us about the importance of community and the importance of changing the world. And so I completely attribute my two upbringings from the two different sets of parents I had and them both being in those kind of communities to that. Like my parents didn't believe in limits. Like if you think you can do that, do it. Like, let's see it, make it happen. You know, I remember writing books when for my family and my parents helping me photocopy them when I was like six years old. I'm like, I'm writing these books and I gave them to everyone in my family and all of my friends. And like, you know, it's great. Let's write a book. No problem. Like there was no limit. Your parents sound awesome. So if you could go <laughs> yeah, back, they're great. If you could go back and tell your 15 year old self one piece of advice, and I'm not sure where you were guessing in Oregon at 15, what would you tell her? And the reason why I pick 15 is it's such a tumultuous time for teenagers, oh especially God. girls. <laughs> yeah, I had a hell of a and I actually was sent away to sort of a, a school in France, a ski school, to get away from my the crappy kids I was hanging out with that were all like just total drug addicts and ended up just dead end. Um, and it was great. And I moved away for a year and um, I went to France and I was really cool and I felt really cool in France and, you know, hung out with French boys and all that. Um, and so at 15, you know, I think I came back and I was still, I was a very self-conscious teenager. And I think maybe because I developed very large breasts at a young age and that wasn't that awesome. Um, so I would just say, don't worry about it. Like, don't, don't worry about what other people think. I mean, it's hard to say that because I'm still a sensitive person, but at the end of the day, like, it doesn't matter. Like, you know, set your sights, do what you want to do, do it your way. And don't worry about what other people are going to say. And don't let people say things for you. Like when I was younger, people used to say, I'd say, I want to be a writer. And they'd say, oh, that's not a job. That's a hobby. So what do you want to do for a job? Like, if you want to be a writer, be a writer. Like, do what you want to do. And don't, like, just do not get caught up in what people say. And don't get caught up in, I mean, now I hear that kids like Facebook likes and they, like, they destroy teenage girls. Like, that they get no likes on something they posted. And I'm just like, Oh my God, I can't imagine. I would, I would have, I mean, God, I, I don't, I was such an emotional teenager. I can't, I'm so glad I didn't have Facebook. <laughs> oh, me too. Like, don't, don't worry about, don't worry about what, you know, if you find a passion at a young age, follow that passion, do it. Mm-hmm. Don't worry about what, what limits, if you don't have the money to do it, you know, if you want to be, or, you know, build rocket ships, don't even worry. If you don't have the money, you will find a way. That's great advice. So books, Shanti, what was that book you were reading? Oh, oh my God. It's so good. I'm so in love with it. Um, Florence Williams, and it's called The Nature Fix. And she writes for Outside. And I've heard I, her know and I know Florence I, Williams. That's so funny. I just emailed her. She's amazing. And I'm so excited. I'm like, I mean, I am just devouring her book. I literally read 100 pages on the airplane yesterday. I was like, I love this book. So she's awesome. And just, I, I love that, you know, she, I'm just like, I want to call her up and be like, get me in touch with all those scientists. I have like a hundred million people that are running around in nature that would be more than happy to be part of these studies. <laughs> so, so it's so frustrating when I see things like that. And I'm like, I can, I have the people you can study. <laughs> They're ready. They want to do it. So yes, she's awesome. So I'm really excited 
to be reading this book. And I'm actually hoping to interview her and do some pieces on her because she's just, I just love what I'm reading. And, you know, I'm actually even going to send this book out to a bunch of my friends because I'm like, this book is like what we've all been talking about. Like, stop, put your phone down and go outside. Awesome. We're going to put a link to that in the show notes. We're going to put links to Hike It Baby, how you can get involved. Shanti, I want you to tell me though, how can people get involved? What's the first thing they can do? Well, joining Hike It Baby, finding it in your city, joining the Facebook groups, but also I run a, a three-day, two-night festival called the Family Forest Fest, which is at familyforestfest.com. Um, and getting, and that's a, that's a way to get out and camp with your kids and be in nature with us. And we do a festival of music and art and creativity and bubbles and all kinds of fun stuff for kids. We have costumes and bike areas and, you know, whatever you're in a nature play area, whatever your kid is into, it's there. It's like, um, you know, some people call it kind of like a baby Coachella. It's, it's just really fun. We have speakers and, and, and so just finding, looking for those experiences in your area where you can get out. And, you know, I met someone from the East coast yesterday or two days ago and he was telling me like, Oh, I have a new baby. And, yeah, we, we haven't got hiking since we've had a baby. We used to hike all the time. We haven't done camping. And I'm just like, what? Like, why? And he's like, well, we have a baby. I'm like, your baby's like almost two. That's not a baby. That's a kid. And that kid needs to get outside. <laughs> so it's just funny how people, you know, need to like get out, you know, just, just do it. And if, if it really feels overwhelming, just strap your baby on and go for a walk is, in your neighborhood. Is there a Hike It Baby club in San Diego? Yeah. Okay. Awesome. Yeah, there's a woman, Monique, who runs another hike group that's really cool, too, called Hiking with August or something like that. It's our Facebook group. And she leads off the Hike Baby Hikes. She's awesome. I mean, that's the other thing is we, um, there's Adventure Mamas down there. There's all kinds of groups. I mean, I, I like to weave networks together. Hike it Baby is one group and it works for some people, or you can be part of lots of groups. Like, we're all trying to do the same thing, which is get people outside. So there is no competition. There is no, like, oh, you know, is our group bigger than ours? It doesn't matter. We're all just trying to get people outside. So, you know, I recommend 52 Hike Challenge. I recommend Outdoor Afro, Latino Outdoors, Hike Like a Woman, Adventure Mamas. There are so many groups out there and they can all, like, be a part of all of them because all of those pieces will help motivate you. I have one more question and we're going to put links to all of these in the show notes. So thank you for sharing all these great resources. Yeah. If you could give one piece of advice, you know, to the world or just wave, if you could have a flag that you carry on all of your hikes and it just had one message and everyone could see it, what would that message say? Community. Community. We need it more than ever now. It's time. Like, you know, however you need to find that community, find it because, um, you know, the world will not just take care of you just because you exist. Your community will. I love that. Shanti, thank you so much for coming on the show. We'll be able to find you somewhere at Outdoor Retailer. If you're in the area, yeah. oh, come I'll find be, us. Yeah, I'll be in the Backpacker booth hanging out. We have a great partnership with Backpacker. Um, everybody that signs up for Hike It Baby actually gets a free digital subscription to Backpacker. So, hey, hey. Um, and then we will also be, um, let's see where else. I'll be hanging out at the Deuter booth because they're one of our amazing partners. And Deuter has great backpacks and great frame carriers for kids. Um, 
And where else will we be? We'll just be rolling around the show. I have a little Hike It Baby crew, um, and we have a bunch of little free trail notebooks. So if you see me, I'll be wearing a Hike It Baby shirt, and I will give you a free notebook that are like fun little trail notebooks to write notes and give to your kids. I can't wait to see you at the show and give you a hug in person. Shanti, thank you so much for sharing your wild ideas with us. I really appreciate it. And you can check out hikeitbaby.com, and you have a podcast. What is it called? So I'm just getting it rolling. It's called hikingmywaytohappiness.com. Mm. So that will be launching and then that, you know, by OR. We're just finishing up a couple of episodes and I'll probably be calling you back and interviewing you. Awesome. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's, I'm excited to do a podcast because I really, really have feel like there's so many stories out there that need to be shared. Oh, you're going to be great at it. Shanti, thank you so much again. And we'll put links in the show notes with everything. Okay. Thank you so much, Shelby. Have a great day. If you want to join a Hike It Baby hike, you can go to hikeitbaby.com. Shanti and I will also be in Utah at the Outdoor Retailer Show next week in Utah if you want to catch us live in person. She'll be at the Backpacker booth, and on Wednesday, July 26th at 1 p.m., I'll be giving a talk on all the wild ideas on water. I'll be with wakeboard inventor Tony Finn and prone paddleboard icon Joe Bark. We'll be in the paddle section. We'll be having a great discussion live and it should be a lot of fun. Thank you again for listening. Thank you for writing reviews on iTunes. Most of all, for sharing this show with friends. I love doing this podcast. And to keep going, we'd love your support. Like many great shows, we're supported partly by sponsors, but also by listeners. For the cost of a cup of coffee, you can make a donation. Just go to wildideasworthliving.com and click the support us tab Or you can also support us through Amazon purchases that you're already making. Amazon will just cut us a commission check at no expense to you just by clicking that link. Thank you again for listening. Wherever you are in the world, don't forget some of the best adventures often happen when you follow your wildest ideas. We'll see you next week. (laughs) 